The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. How fun to be on the masculine journey here in 2018. And <laughs> for those of you saying that. who, yeah, it is. For those of you who tuned in last week, we are talking unholy trinity, and it just turns out we have the unholy trinity here in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> And we've got a ringleader on the phone. <laughs> we have Dennis Breeden, Andy Thomas, Robbie Dilmore, and of course Sam Main is in the Marshall Islands, aren't you, Sam? Hello. Hello from the Marshall Islands. How are you guys today? They have a Walmart there, is that true? <laughs> but this unholy trinity is is uh is a challenge in twenty eighteen, isn't it? Yeah, you know, it really is because the pressure is on you to, to keep up. You know, you, if you don't keep up, you're going to be left behind. That's a constant message that we're bombarded with. So last week we took the unholy trinity being the world, the flesh, and the devil, in spite of the fact that you might think it's Robbie and Dennis and Tom <laughs> and, and Andy. But actually the world, the flesh, and the devil. And last week we talked about the flesh. <clears throat> which has seniority in most of our cases. <laughs> yeah. It's right up there. But this week is kind of part two of that discussion in the world. And, uh, Sam, you heard... Well, I'm gonna, I think I'll start with this clip first from MasterCard to give us kind of an idea how the world puts a little pressure on us. And I think most of you have heard this campaign in one form or another, but it's just kind of a reminder how the world kind of going to push in on you a little bit here. Two tickets, $46. Two hot dogs, two popcorns, two sodas, $27. One autographed baseball, $50. Real conversation with 11-year-old son, priceless. There are some things money can't buy. For everything else, there's MasterCard. Except that it ballparks coast to coast. <laughs> So if I figure it right, he just dropped 100 bucks to talk to his son. Is that right? <laughs> and he had put it on his MasterCard, so, you know, he's going to pay it with interest over a period of time. And Sam, you had an amazing quote that you just heard today that God kind of gave you to share with us. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, it talked about that uh, the world encourages you to live on the edge. Right? you got to live out on the edge. you got to be there all the time. But then it judges you when you fall over the edge. Mm. And so when you run that MasterCard up to its max and you're not able to make the payments, or maybe you're having to work two jobs in order to make the payments, or all those kind of things. Uh, Just get some more cards. <laughs> That's what I did. <laughs> Didn't turn out well. Spoiler alert there. <laughs> Who didn't try that? <laughs> you know, more cards, two or three checking right. accounts. We can get it all to That's balance right. at some point. I'll pay you that. Know, uh, yeah, it'll all come together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so as, as you looked at 2018, Dennis, um, how, how do you reconcile this draw on your life? 
it's difficult because as I was talking about in the in the pre-show, we uh you know I wake up every morning wanting to spend time with God. You know, grab a cup of coffee and sit down and and pray and get in His Word. And by lunchtime, it seems like everything's going to you know in a handbasket. That it's you know I'm as about as unholy as I can be sometimes before mm-hmm. lunchtime gets here. And it's just that dealing with the world, dealing with myself, being worldly at times, and uh, you know, how do we stay in that in that place where we're we're really walking the walk that we want to walk? That's a challenge in this world. It's a big challenge. Andy, yeah, um, it it is so hard to to keep that perspective that um, perspective that says there's more to life than this world. But we are constantly bombarded with it. But it does take a constant effort to do it. One of the things I think is neat recently is just reading some um, John Eldridge's new book, uh, The Restoration of All Things, and it gives us another more focus on the things to come. And those things become much more appealing as I read about them because a lot of times we make uh, this world much greater than the the world we have to look forward to, heaven, uh, New Jerusalem here on earth, those kinds of things, we begin to look at those things, uh, I I begin to look at those things as much more appealing than what this world really has to offer. But it's difficult if you don't keep that perspective. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. neat. That is a wonderful book. I was reading it this morning myself. Right. Again, um, Uh and and he made the note that, you know, you're going to get a chance to go back to those favorite places that you had in your in life that right. it's going to it's the restoration of all things and so included in right. those is going to be that that favorite place though but on the other hand you got solomon and you know here was a guy who supposedly you know wisest man that ever lived but in ecclesiastes it said i applied my heart to seek and examine by wisdom all that is done under heaven what a burdensome <laughs> ask god has given the sons of men to keep them occupied i mean he 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 could see that thing and you know sometimes people go seeking life and occasionally they do that at las vegas right dennis (laughs) almost definitely a little bit uh, you know they want to keep it in las vegas but unfortunately (laughs) it carries throughout the rest of the world as well it almost becomes as it sounded like in this clip and we were talking about this earlier too guys it almost becomes like it's a religious experience and everything is put aside. It's like all my sins are gone, and now I can just, you know, go and make the money. But the bottom line is somebody's actually going to be taking it from you more than you getting anything. Just a temporary setback as that clip is reloaded. Who could resist Anywhere else in the country, I was a bookie, a gambler, always looking over my shoulder, hassled by cops day and night. But here, I'm Mr. Rothstein. I'm not only legitimate, but running a casino. And that's like selling people dreams for cash. I hired an old casino pal, Billy Sherbert, as my manager, and I went to work. For guys like me, Las Vegas washes away your sins. It's like a morality car wash. It does for us what Lourdes does for humpbacks and cripples. And along with making us legit, comes cash. Tons of it. I mean, what do you think we're doing out here in the middle of the desert? It's all this money. 
This is the end result of all the bright lights and the comp trips, of all the champagne and free hotel suites, and all the broads and all the booze. It's all been arranged just for us to get your money. That's the truth about Las Vegas. We're the only winners. The players don't stand a chance. And their cash flows from the tables to our boxes, through the cage, and into the most sacred room in the casino. The place where they add up all the money, the holy of holies, the count room. Your money, Robbie. <laughs> That's what they're adding. Sam, your money. You know, it's it fascinates me that, that, you know, and we've got the Las Vegas example there. I worked in the advertising industry for about 20 years in broadcast advertising. Robbie, you're well aware of that because I called on you on more than one occasion. <laughs> yes. And uh, all we wanted to do, and one of the things that eventually got to me in terms of doing that was all we were doing, I'd go home at night and I'd watch our television station. It's like we're telling people that their lives are going to be great if they buy this car or if they get this house. And, Sam, you can probably relate to that. That, but the bottom line is you may be out a lot of money, and it's immediate gratification, but it's nothing lasting. It's very worldly, isn't it? Oh, man, for us in the car business, it was the last night of the month, and, and we would have these sales meetings where we would, you know, champagne and all this stuff. I mean, that was like, this is it. You're going to have life if you can sell five cars today. This is going to be all that you ever wanted. I mean, we sold it like it was a religion. And this was what was going to bring you life, was to, to be successful and to, to make gross and do these things that, yeah. you know, the picture of Sam, is there anything like that in the building business? <laughs> yeah, I think there is. I, you know, I think it depends on who you work for. Yeah. Yeah, but it, 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 the tendency's there. You know, and, and the thing that's really kind of hard, like in the housing industry, if somebody wants to buy a house, even though you know it's not the best thing for them to do, you legally have to sell them the house. I mean, people can come in and you know that they're barely going to scrape by, that they're barely going to, if at all, be able to afford the house payment. But if they qualify by the law, you have to sell them the house, whether you want to or not. And, mm. and that's just even like the legal system set up to say, you know, hey, you want to get people in a in a bad place. Sounds like two thousand and eight all over again, right? <laughs> Is that that? Do you find that in the in the tech world there, uh, uh, Andy? Well, yeah, there's a, always a. Uh, um, I, I work for companies doing tech, uh, and then I work with a tech company. But it's always about making sales, and you know whether it's we think that we're selling a, a product. Like I work. IT security firm. Uh, we want to make people more secure. That's a good thing, isn't it? But we still are really pushing this product to, to you know, benefit our bottom line. And, um, you know, we, it is a matter of we all have uh, to deal with corporate America and um, uh, uh, target uh, growth and being competitive and that kind of thing and it it does it drives people crazy i mean it is the constant oh uh, i can share that in the car business yeah there's what they call a board and on that board is listed the number one salesman the number two salesman and then there are the cars that they sold and all the world's gonna judge you like you said we had that radio (laughs) tv too i mean the the whole my whole existence seemed to be based on how much advertising i sold for that month and and i'm not taking away from things and i don't think any of us uh, are uh, jobs that people have and things that they have to do 
But I think what we're talking about is how do we as men that are trying to be holy, you know, how do we negotiate all that? How do we live through that? How do we find out what's bigger? And you guys hit on it at the beginning. I think there's such a larger story than what we can cram in the 70 or 80 years, however many we're given. Whatever we take away from this is nothing compared to what we have to look forward to. So we have to get it in perspective, guys. And getting it in perspective is what we're going to do, you know. At <laughs> <laughs> some point. And we're looking forward to that. Yeah, it's coming up in the second half. We're going to, when you think we've run out of words, we have a word that's going to get us through anything. We're going to get to that in a minute. Plus, you need to go to the Red website right now while you're thinking about it. MasculineJourneyRadio.org. We still got the BOGO going in January. Buy one, on. boot camp, give one. That's awesome. Go register now. MasculineJourney.org. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to PO Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. I am William Wallace. You've come to fight as three men. And three men you are. What will you do without freedom? Find out from Jesus what you will do with that freedom. A four-day adventure with God. It's a Masculine Journey radio boot camp. Boot camp is designed to give men permission to be what God designed them to be. Passionate warriors for the kingdom. Coming in April the 12th through the 15th. Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org to register while you're thinking about it. Football team. <laughs> it's one Seven. of Sam's favorite groups from the 1970s, I'm sure, Pink Floyd. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't it, Sam? That was my favorite song of Pink Floyd. <laughs> uh, the only song I really like. You know, the irony of some of these songs, guys, is that uh, these guys were really putting down. They were tongue-in-cheek mm-hmm. talking about the the wrongs of money, and they made millions <laughs> mm. with their music. Right. So kind of get into that, uh, again, get into that worldly place. So, uh, Andy, you've, you've got a clip for us here from a movie that kind of touched you along these lines. You want to set it up? All right, yeah. Um, uh, guy is uh, big into acquisitions and mergers. His, uh, I think his lawyer firm uh, negotiates these, and it's getting around the holidays, and people are thinking about going home. I'm, not, I'm telling too much of the story. Basically, he's kind of got his focus off of uh, – uh, what is important, and you'll see that uh, it's it'll be obvious. Uh, if you watch the movie, it's Family Man. It's kind of like uh, the it's a Wonderful Life take, but uh, this is just one of the clips from it. Medtech shares fall any lower than 43. We're in trouble with the stock valuation, so for God's sake, please watch what you say to your institutional customers. We still have almost a full day of trading before zero hour, and I don't want any trouble. Any for your thoughts, Alan? Hmm? Oh, God, I'm sorry. Jack, I was thinking about 
You know, Dee and the kids, I promised I'd be home for dinner. It's Christmas Eve, Jack. Where's that tonight? <laughs> you think I like being here on Christmas Eve, Alan? No. Well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, maybe I do have a touch of tunnel vision this holiday season. But in two days, we're going to announce one of the largest mergers in U.S. corporate history. When a deal like this turns up, you get on it and you ride it till it's over. You don't ask it for a vacation. December 26th. After that, there'll be so much money floating around here, it'll be like Christmas every day. December 26th, people. If, if you'd like to celebrate that day, you all have my blessing. You're right, Jack. I'm, I'm really sorry. No, I don't want you to be sorry, Alan. I want you to be excited. I want my gift to you to be the first gift you open this year. You know why? Because my gift comes with ten zeros. <laughs> You're right. I'm focused on there. Good man. Everybody turn to page 12 in your prospectus. Say, hey, Andy, that, that's an exaggerated version of, of kind of what we were looking at. It's almost sickening, but it spoke to you. Yeah, well, it, it, it may be an exaggeration, but it is a, it's common today in, this, in the business world these days. And it really has to do with getting the focus off of, uh, you know, what's important. And, and pers- people, relationships, and God are essentially it. But that is the pull. That is the pull to, to constantly be in competition or, or looking at the other things um, beyond uh, things that can, can um, minister to us on the inside, but things that we're looking externally to satisfy us. And it's, it's a trap. I mean, we all fall into it. I mean, even as Christians, we fall into that thing of, uh, I'll see a commercial, like you guys were saying, on TV. Man, I don't have that. I, I should have that, or whatever it may be, but we really get our focus off of the important thing. What I thought was interesting about this movie was that that was right before he goes into the convenience store and his whole world is rocked. And he's actually put into a situation where where his life, he wakes up and he's married to this woman that he let go right. overseas when they were in love. So he gets to see life as a family man. And his daughter, interestingly enough, is the only one that can see through it and actually see what's going on with him. But the, the, the happy ending of the story, I guess, is he sees that all that money and all that Wall Street success means nothing compared to the love of his family. And I think that's kind of what we're getting at here, isn't it, Sam? It's, it's that there are things more important really than worldly is. things. It is, you know, but it's hard sometimes to keep that perspective because you're constantly bombarded. Mm. You know, you need a bigger TV, you need a new car, you need all these things, you know. Don't don't forget you're going to get left behind. I know I said it earlier, but that's the constant focus of advertising, yeah. yep. right? You know, you need to have bigger, better, newer all the time or you're not going to be as good as the other person. So, yeah, we're looking for life in all the wrong places, kind right. of. Yeah. <laughs> and love. <laughs> yeah, you're looking for those things. So we do have a clip of a guy who broke out, and it may be coming from a strange place from some people's point of view to hear a clip from Mary Poppins on the masculine journey. But if you saw the movie uh, Saving Mr. Banks, you realize that the movie Mary Poppins was not about Jane and Michael. It was about saving Mr. Banks, who the whole idea and uh, cleverly named Mr. Banks because his whole world was the bank. Mm-hmm. But you may remember the story that Mary Poppins comes in and, you know, talks the kids into using the tuppence to feed the birds, which causes Michael to hold on to his tuppence. And the Dick Van Dyke old character tried to steal him and it caused a run on the bank, which means that James Banks gets 
fired and actually get sacked. They put a hole through his hat. They flip his umbrella upside down. And he's sitting there in front of these characters in this long board table when all of a sudden James Banks gets some breakthrough with quite a word. Well, do you have anything to say, Banks? Well, sir, they do say that when there's nothing to say, all you can say... Confound it, Banks! I said, do you have anything to say? <laughs> Just one word, sir. Yes? Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious! <laughs> what? Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Mary Poppins was right. It's extraordinary. It does make you feel better. <laughs> what are you talking about, man? There's no such word. Oh, yes. It is a word. A perfectly good word. Actually, do you know what there's no such thing as? It turns out, with due respect, when all is said and done, that there's no such thing as you. Impertinent, sir! Speaking of impertinence, would you like to hear a perfectly marvellous joke? A real snapper. Joke? Snapper? Yes. There are these two wonderful young people, Jane and Michael, and they meet one day on the street, and Jane says to Michael, I know a man with a wooden leg named Smith. And Michael says, really? What's the name of his other leg? <laughs> the man's gone mad. Call the guard! Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, I'm feeling better all the time! Thanks, don't you dare strike my father! There's the tuppence! The wonderful, fateful, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious tuppence! Guard it well! Goodbye! Banks, where are you going? I don't know. I might pop through a chalk pavement picture and go for an outing in the country, or I might seize a horse off a merry-go-round and win the derby, or I might just fly a kite. Only Poppins would know. Poppins? My nanny. She's the one who sings that ridiculous song. A spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go bad. Mad as a March Hare. A wooden leg named Smith. A wooden leg named Smith. A wooden I should mention that if you, you had to see the movie to realize that they love to laugh, especially at Wynn. And when they began to laugh in that movie, they took off flying in air, which is what happened to this old Dick Van Dyke character when he finally realized that there was something other than money involved in life. But the interesting thing to me was here's James Banks, and he's put it together in the moment where, you know, essentially God's taken everything away and in, in, in most of our lives... We find ourselves there in that James Banks moment, mm -hmm. and it's a pretty good time to know how to say supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, right, Andy? Yeah, and laugh about it, yep. And, and even be able to say it backwards. Yeah. Docious alley expiistic fragicali rupus. Wow. That's <laughs> good. Sammy's been waiting for five years to use that. Exactly. <laughs> we, know the, the, we know the origin of the clip now. But I, I, I think it's Bobby. absolutely remarkable. Yes, Sam. Robbie, I would have thought that was you laughing in the clip. It, it sounded uh, like it. That old, that old geezer. <laughs> he was an old geezer, and, you know, he actually laughed himself to death as, as the movie w you know, went on. But the point of it is still that that is repentance. That's when all of a sudden you realize, wow, I have been choosing the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. And and we got a we got a point that we that that we can break through. 
you know, we I can an, realize. I got an interesting take out of this, guys, that I'm thinking about, you know, just like Mr. Banks, there were probably some Pharisees around that thought that the cheese had fallen off of Jesus' cracker, you know, that he wasn't, didn't quite have it all together. And I'm not, I'm not saying that to be unholy about it, but just saying that a lot of people were looking at him going, what's this guy talking about? But really what he had was the answer. He had the way to be other than worldly. He's given us that way. And that's something to, uh, I could never say super cal or whatever, so I'm not mm-hmm. even going to try. But it, all of a sudden it makes sense to me. When I'm thinking, they probably looked at him in that way too. Like, what is with this guy? Yeah. And, and it's an amazing thing. And, and it's, it's kind of cool that Walt Disney himself recognized that in himself mm-hmm. that he pushed so hard to get that movie. And when you see, was it Saving Mr. Banks, Sam, that movie that came out recently? That was an amazing movie. It really was. Just to, to see it and see that, you know, Walt Disney dealt with some of his own baggage that you don't really know until you mm-hmm. watch that movie. I've never seen that. So I'm oh, it, it really is. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's definitely worth watching it. And it's clear that the lady who wrote Mary Poppins, it was all about her father. And it really it was a true story of how he lived his life mm-hmm. and how she wanted to see him saved. In his case, he got, he got caught up in alcohol. And some other things that, that, that led to his downfall. But people are looking for life. They are. Yep. And, and, and Jesus has the answer. It does. We come out of the womb with the world system constantly bombarding us. We talked about it more. But, you know, we are looking for life. And it's, it's sad. I mean, that, that scripture in Ecclesiastes where it talks about everything is vanity. We all have to have, be our, our own Solomon. I mean, we all have to reach that point. We don't take his word for it. We have to experience it ourselves that all these other things don't really satisfy. That really the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life really aren't going to get it. I mean, it, it's obvious when you put them that way from Scripture that they're, you know, there's not, they're not compelling or whatever. But that's exactly what we go for, and it's hitting in um, whatever the latest, uh, you know, TV or entertainment or whatever can, it may be. I can vouch for that. The battle is still there every day. Absolutely. <laughs> every day. And well, there's a lot of reminders out there, in, in, interestingly. And, you know, it's a daily, hourly, minute-by-minute, minute, you know, struggle that we can we can go to the Lord in prayer. And, you know, part of it is having a community like these guys sitting around me and being able to share those things. And we would love to have you be part of our community by coming Registering for a boot camp. We are got the BOGO thing going on. $199 gets you two boot camps where you can bring somebody with you. You can go register at masculinejourneyradio.org.